0: This is the She Do That podcast. She Do That is a London-based animation community aimed at developing female-identifying freelancers' skills and connecting them with people in the industry to strengthen their employability and hopefully go some way to narrowing the gender gap we see in animation. Each episode will consist of a conversation between two women from the UK animation industry, one junior and one senior chatting about their specialism and throwing some light on different career paths within the industry. This episode is a conversation between a junior and senior director. They discuss how they began their careers in animation and starting out as directors. There are also a few studios and creatives mentioned, which will pop into the show notes. Now to let our speakers introduce themselves.
1: My name's Shita Thanke and I'm a 2D animator and an aspiring animation director. Um my name is
2: Hannah Jacobs. I'm a 2D animation director and illustrator from London and I've been freelancing for about eight years now and I'm also signed to Strange Beast. I'm excited that we're chatting because I feel like things have I mean, obviously we've worked together a lot over the last few years and you're an incredible animator and I feel like you have now had a little taste into directing as well. So um yeah, I feel like that's like... I feel, I'm going to just start with quite a boring question. But I genuinely actually don't know how you got into animation. So, yeah, that's that would be like... Yeah, I think that's a good starting point.
1: So, um, I basically started doing graphic design as a degree. And then, sort of like, I think in my second year, like, the local cinemas were showing animations and I just, like, happened to go and see them. And the two films I saw were Spirited Away and Belleville Rendezvous, and they were just sort of like, I think they blew me away, and uh, I think around the same time I started learning Flash, and we did a little project where I got to do my first animation, and I was just sort of like, this is really fun. I want to do this. I want to do more of this. So um, as soon as I finished my um, graphic design course, I did the um, St. Martin's animation course. Oh, sweet. I didn't know you did that.
2: Yeah, because so oh, so you actually so you were on learning flash from your BA. Yeah. Mate that's absolute, that's harrowing. You've been you, you,
1: you, way back in 2003. Wow. A long time ago.
2: Yeah, okay. So yeah, you that was your first kind of foray into it or Yeah. Did you have a break between your BA and then going to St. Martins?
1: Uh no, I didn't have a break. I just did it like straight away because it uh, back then it was only a one-year course. It's a two-year gotcha. MA course now, but back then it was like a one-year postgrad course, and it was just sort of like an intense, an intense course because it was like every week you'd have a brief on Monday and you'd have to um, present it on Friday. Whoa, that's so intense! For, that's so full long. It is, and it was just sort of things like on Monday morning you'd learn how to like do a walk cycle, and then you'd have a week to practice. And then present it on the Friday in front of the whole. That, that's absolutely bonkers. I've been. I feel like I still can't do a walk cycle after 10, 10 years, let
2: alone five days. Me neither. I
1: still get it wrong. I'm like something's just not right.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm like it's just sliding. It's just just continuously sliding. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 seriously full on. And then so from there, did you go straight from Saint Martin's into working in the animation industry?
1: Uh, not straight away. I mean, I was trying like the first few years were a bit like challenging just sort of yeah. like managing bills and trying to get like kind yeah, of, of small gigs, but um, I think I did a couple of bits of um, What do you call it? A work experience and then it just sort of like had a little part-time job on the side Just to like help myself over because I think it took about two to three years to kind of get going
2: yeah, properly breaking. Was this, okay, we're absolutely sharing our age now, but was this, um, pre, like, Instagram, pre social yeah, media?
1: All yeah. of that.
2: Yeah. Cause, I feel like when I came out of uni, and even came out of my MA to a certain extent, Instagram was not at all for getting work. It certainly wasn't. A, I mean, it didn't exist. Like Facebook was just about kind of kicking off, and yeah, it was. It was so much harder to get your work out there, and yeah, like you weren't emailing people. You were literally like going up around studios and knocking on doors. So, exactly,
1: like leaving your show reel there, and it's
2: all- <laughs> getting the old DVD burned.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about you. How did you start?
2: I yeah, I had I I had a similar of thing where I was doing I was I studied illustration for my BA at Brighton um approximately 15 decades ago and then I felt quite lost on that course I think I always kind of felt like I was falling like I loved illustration but I was kind of falling between the lines of illustration and something else and I didn't quite know what that thing was but i I was interested in animation I'd always been interested in animation even when I was a kid but was quite intimidated by the idea of it and the software and i think i tried to do some like after effects stuff um for a uni project which was just horrific and really really clanky and all over the place but i did kind of really it felt like right in terms of bridging the gap between bringing something i think i always wanted to bring something to life and i would always be like ah oh, i love illustration but i kind of wish i could kind of push it that bit more and so obviously animation was the natural progression on. But then I I sort of freaked out after leaving uni and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um I don't I don't know what I am or where I I I think it was a confidence thing for me. And I really I took like a huge amount of time out before doing anything creative actually. I think I had like probably about five or six years. And then I was like, right, I think I feel ready to do do something. I want to do an M A. So I applied for the RCA.
1: What did you do in the meantime the five six years you took out?
2: I was literally just um, to be honest I was like working in retail I was working cafes I was doing sort of creative projects on my own but I wasn't sharing that with anyone and I was just drawing for myself really which was which I reckon definitely fed in because I think it gave me more confidence with drawing Um, but yeah I think I felt quite um, overwhelmed by how to kind of break into the industry and um, didn't really I feel like at uni, there wasn't a lot of guidance. You were kind of just like spat out into the world. And it was like, okay, you're free, like go and get a job. And you're like, wait, what? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, And yeah, it feels like you're not, I mean, I hope it's different now, but certainly when I was there, it was it was really hard to like know what you were doing after that and who to speak to, how to curate a portfolio. I felt completely unprepared. Um, so yeah, it took me a while to kind of make, make a decision to do an MA.
1: I do find that like with universities, they just sort of like focus on the sort of like star pupil and like, you know, looking for that wow factor. And there's like, well, what about the rest of us?
2: Oh, man. And I tell you, when I was at Brighton, like, I mean, there was lots of brilliant tutors there and, you know, amazing aspects of the course. But it 100% felt like a boys club to me. Like, in fact, it was the year that um, I was in the same year group, although they were in graphic design. It's nice that started that, that was the our our degree show was the launch of it's nice that it's nice that which is obviously incredible. But I felt like there was a real focus on certain pupils, like you say, and I think particularly some of the women on the course just felt a bit kind of neglected and yeah, we weren't we definitely didn't feel kind of like in the faves group, so that was hard. Whereas yeah, I didn't I didn't have that sense at all in my MA. I kind of felt like a real sense of community. There was only thirteen of us on the course, and yeah, I feel I feel like there was a lot of support. Like, I loved the fact that it was all about the students. Basically, everyone was I learned absolutely everything from the students because everyone had time for each other. And I think the nature of I feel like animators are quite a certain breed, and we were we were kind of just like I feel like the there was like the rest of the RCA, and then there was the animation department who would just be kind of like in the basement filming something all day and like not seeing any sunlight or. Yeah, the kind of just kind of hiding in the shadows, drawing weird stuff all day. It was a strange, it was kind of like, it was a really fun, it was a kind of an intimidating and exhilar- exhilarating experience all at the same time at the RCA, I think.
1: I found that like, the same at like St. Martin's because you were just sort of like, that. you just, dreaded every Friday when you had to present your work I'm and you just sort of like cause you you were never told when you'd be presenting and you just sort of like sat there waiting nervously
2: <laughs> like what was the kind of vibe there like did you find that the students like was it quite like was there quite like a nice community sort of yeah. spirit there
1: yeah it was yeah. definitely it was really friendly so like we were a total of like they take on 30 back then they used to take on 30 students and it would like you'd have to choose whether you want to do 2d or 3d straight away so it's like fifteen each.
2: Wow! So you kind of had to know. Yeah. You, you had to like know your route before. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, and it was just like it was lovely because it was just like a lovely, friendly environment. Everyone's in it together.
2: Yeah, that's what you want, especially in animation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but internally, you just sort of like, I'm the shit one. I <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's still
2: that's still happening for me. But yeah, there's I think the RCA came with such a pressure of like, I'm at the RCA, I'm at the RCA, like this is a big deal, like. Don't mess it up, don't mess it up. And yeah, I'm surrounded by all these incredible people who are doing like these brilliant brains that are just creating the most incredible work. And you think, should I be here? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I should be here. But it really opened, it changed my whole concept of what animation was in a way, because in my class, we had people that had come from like a background in sculpture. Like in architecture and printmaking, and I really loved that. I did, I loved that there was a, and then obviously people that study animation. So I felt like we were all kind of sharing these different, these different like skill sets with each other, which I think completely informed how I was approaching animation. And it actually removed some of the fit. I think I was less precious about trying to create perfect animated figures or whatever. I was kind of like, oh yeah, so you can just kind of be quite experimental with it, or like, you know just be a bit more playful with it and i yeah i think it definitely taught me that for sure
1: and like after you graduate we graduated from the lca how long before you were um signed by strange beast
2: there was quite a chunky gap i was like um i did i think i'd say probably about at least four years directing on my own and kind of feeling my way through into the industry and developing my portfolio i mean i just did I literally did anything to be honest because I was I felt like I mean looking back I felt like I was completely green completely naive I was I was just like yeah sure I can um I can make this music video for 300 pounds like that's that seems completely doable and um yeah I'll just do it in crayon and paper like I don't <laughs> I don't think it's going to take nine months um so yeah but in a way I'm really glad I did that stuff because there's no way I would I would do that I mean Yeah, in a way, it's funny because I think when you're in the industry, you're like, oh, what I'd give to spend nine months working on paper. But I think um, when you're doing that, you're like, oh, man, all I want is to be being paid at like an industry rate and not staying awake until five in the morning to get something done on my own. But yeah, I think so was about such a long-winded answer to your question. Um, Yes, I think it was probably about four or five years of working freelance um, before I got signed to Strange Beast, I think. When you ended up working freelance, because that oh yeah, did you start in a specific company like full time, or did you go straight into freelance?
1: No, I just sort of like I think I was like freelancing for a like a handful of studios back then that don't exist anymore, and then I sort of like I feel like it was a big break, and I kind of got into like children's TV shows, and I worked on the um, the Amazing World of Gumball, which is a Cartoon Network TV show, and I spent like. Four seasons, which sort of spanned over like five, six years. Wow, that's did you did you like working on things
2: like did you like working on something that was like a yeah like a show that like a you know what you're kind of getting each each day kind of thing.
1: It was all changing. It was like each day was different. It was, it's like it's really hard to explain because you're do you're producing so much work. So right. I think on average each animator had to produce roughly forty five seconds. And it was just sort of like intense. So, but it's like to kind of explain how I got into it. So, I ended up in Germany first doing a wow. cleanup on the show. Wow. Okay. And then I did that for two seasons. So, like the first season, just like standard cleanup. And then the second season, I was like sort of a supervisor. So, you'd kind of get given an episode to kind of like manage great wow how did you find that did you did you enjoy kind of being in that kind of role i did i did really enjoy it because it was, you can just sort of see the bigger picture and you're not focusing on the kind of the smaller things you yeah. just sort of like how is this coherently looking like as like an 11 minute
2: wow yeah that's amazing so that is almost like a so that is so in a way that was almost directing uh, way back then in a, no
1: like it was because it was just like i was just focusing on the cleanup so you're just sort right. of like Looking at the cleanup of like this, eleven minutes. Got eleven minutes of cleanup. Yeah, <laughs> it, it yeah, and that was just sort of like every three weeks you'd start a new episode.
2: Wow, mate, that's mad. Yeah. So then you so you were in Germany and then you came back to London. From yeah. After, well, after
1: that, I ended up in um, Dublin after that for about eight months working on a completely different show. Right. It was like for like Irish TV and it was about a little girl who had Down syndrome. And I was just like, I can't even remember the name of the show.
2: <laughs> That's always a, a good sign.
1: <laughs> I was like, was it just called Punky? I think it might have just been called Punky. And that oh, was well. quite kind of cute. And it was more like symbol based animation. Right,
2: right. Gotcha. That's cool though. That, it's cool that you were animating in different places. Like, quite nice to have the experience of comparing studios in different parts of the world.
1: Yeah, and then I did come back to London and go back to Gumball and just do key animation, which is the equivalent of, like, rough animation. Okay, and that's okay. where it was, like, the intensity of, like, 45 seconds a week. That's insane. 45 seconds a week? It's like, that was the average quota per animator. That makes me
2: feel sick, actually.
1: That's horrific. Yeah, it's intense.
2: Yeah, that's Basically, so you
1: had to do, like, an episode a week. Whoa. That's some that
2: I did. I do always wonder how like shows are turned around, and now I know. <laughs> it's just like a million animators weeping into into pillows at night.
1: But you, you kind of feel like you end up being like conditioned into a, like a certain way of working, and you're like, this is how I've got to do it.
2: So, did that require really intense working hours?
1: No, not really, because it was the usual nine thirty till six thirty.
0: Okay. With your <laughs> cool. so you, just, you just you just had to work usual. like a maniac. <laughs>
2: In the, but in that time yeah no I do think yeah I mean yeah I'm sure we'll talk about it more but like the hours of working in animation are quite mad so after that so you decided to leave Gumball
1: yeah and then I ended up doing sort of still doing long form jobs um I worked on Hey Dougie for a bit
2: oh so love did, Hey Dougie yeah
1: Hey Dougie's super fun
2: yeah I mean you can kind of tell it comes through in the animation it's just so dreamy
1: yeah. So I ended up doing two seasons of Hey Dougie and then I was also on um Headspace at Nexus. They like did that for like maybe two years or so. Oh, wow. I was only I was only there for like eight months, but that was a long that was my sort of like slowly moving away from long form, but still kind of in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was your gateway. <laughs> your your gateway drug. So then after that so you went from Nexus, and then you kind of went into freelancing.
1: Yeah. So like, as soon as I left Gumball, I was freelancing, but I was still sort of choosing to take on long form jobs. Yeah. 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 Fair. Just as a, as I'm figuring out the security.
2: Yeah. One thing that I literally, I don't know how you guys do it, is move from studio to studio like that. Personally, for me, would stress me out so much. Like, I, I feel, I think the anxiety of like. I mean the anxiety of starting anything new is always there like that kind of first day school feeling like even on a new project but to be changing studios like yeah for me that feels really overwhelming but is that something that like really that appeals to you
1: um uh, at the start it was overwhelming because every time I would start and start at a new studio I would like be in some sort of turmoil like I think I remember my first day at Nexus I didn't go for lunch, I just stayed at my oh, desk, no. Got to go to the toilet.
2: <laughs> Sounds awesome. Oh Yeah, I know, it's like you're constantly the new kid. I just, like, I have, uh, couldn't go with that.
1: But, they're, like, yeah, the starting's always hard, but then eventually, you, you know, you talk yourself around, it's like, it's okay. Everyone yeah. is human, <laughs> everyone's nice, Absolutely. it's animation, everyone's yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's true, that is the plus of animation. Everyone is so lovely. I, I mean, yeah, I'm... I've never worked with anyone that's not been absolutely lovely, and I guess the more you work, I guess you tend to work with the same, like similar studios on repeat, right? So I guess you get to know those people, and then so yeah, so maybe that's quite nice that you get to kind of mix it yeah. up. Yeah,
1: and like London's quite small in the sense of like the kind of two D community, so you end yes. up just kind of rotating around.
2: Yeah, and probably working with similar people, right? Even if you're in different studios.
1: Yeah, it's like the same animators, even in like. Nowadays, it's like the same producers as well, like half yes. from studio to studio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello, didn't yeah. I just you <laughs> <what studio laughs> over at the other place?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like, yeah, no, that's, that kind of is more appealing, to be honest. It's comp- yeah, it's just kind of interesting, the difference between when you're kind of used to working with the same team and then, yeah, moving around from place to place. Yeah, obviously, last year, you directed a music video, which you yeah, absolutely smashed and is, yeah, beautiful. And yeah, so, so awesome, dude. Yeah, so I wanted to speak to you about that because I'm, in, I'm interested to hear how you found directing compared to animating and yeah. Like, did you, did you, is that something you enjoyed doing?
1: I did, I really enjoyed doing it. It's like, as soon as the um, artist approached me, I was just sort of like, oh my God, I have to do this. I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to do this. I'm <laughs> gonna figure it out. <laughs> yeah, just def- sort of, definitely. Yeah, I was just sort of like, okay. Okay, this is the time. This is the time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's this, this is a
2: weird thing where you're kind of like, there will be the perfect moment where I'll be giving the perfect job and I'll be completely ready for this moment. And it just doesn't exist. I do think you're right. Like, I think when the opportunity comes up, you kind of just have to jump at it. And you're so experienced, mate. Like, I mean, yeah, just even talking to you now, is like so ridiculous experience. And you've been, like, I know that you've been doing a lot of lead animation as well. So it seems like the natural progression for you, a hundred percent.
1: I also find like um that theme yeah, the pandemic really helped. Because I feel like during the pandemic it just sort of animation just seemed to have like rocketed in terms uh-huh. of how much content was being produced and then just sort of like kind of juggling a couple of projects at the same time where you're doing a bit of evening work or like weekend work and oh. it's just sort of staying on that momentum. And then that's what helped me to like do the music video because I was just sort of like, okay, I've still got like a, the day's really long. I'm in my house all day.
2: <laughs> so you were doing it around other other work, yeah, yeah. How did you get your team together?
1: Um, I just put a call out on um, Instagram and then on the She Drew That um, Slack channel, and I just Great. I got I feel like I got so lucky. Oh like the amount of that's people that contacted me back and I was just sort of like oh my god
2: oh yeah I think people really want to work on like I think if they're really into the project and it's kind of I think when you're not working to like a commercial like deadline and the kind of restrictions sometimes that come with a commercial job I think people are actually quite
1: up for it a lot of the time yeah because it's like the budget was absolutely tiny yeah classic Classic music video I'll just do it and I'll just make sure everybody else gets paid
2: (laughs) yeah I know that feeling well um oh well yeah it's absolutely beautiful and uh, yeah because I'm interested because I guess my experience I'm like I'm really not an animator and my experience as an animator is pretty limited really I think I can animate my own work in a very specific way but if someone gave me something to animate I'd be like oh man I don't even know where to start with this So I guess my approach to directing is very much is is probably coming from a completely different angle of how you approach directing. But do you think, yes, I'm kind of interested to know whether you think having that experience as an animator really informed the way that you were directing?
1: Um, For me, it's actually like the opposite. So I don't enjoy um, directing. I don't enjoy animating my own work.
2: Really? Yeah, that's so interesting
1: of like I feel like I've spent so much time designing and like kind of putting myself into that or like when it was with the music video when it was doing the storyboard I've just sort of like oh yeah I'm completely just sort of like I'm all spent basically <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah, sort yeah. of like yeah. when it came to animation I was like I can't animate this <laughs> yeah that's interesting
2: do you think if you weren't animating it on at all like you would feel more comfortable so it, so it's more about you animating it yourself rather than. Rather than your style being animated by someone else,
1: yeah. So it's like when um, like somebody else animates my work, it was it was great. It's fantastic. Yeah,
2: it's such it's such an incredible feeling when someone sends you back something and it's moving in the most beautiful way, and you're like, this is. It never loses its magic for me. Like it just every time I'm like, this is mind-blowing like it's just yeah it's incredible it is like magic
1: because i remember the first time campbell sent me his roughs because he was working on the opening shot for the music video and he sent me his roughs, and i just i just started crying i was like this is so beautiful
0: (laughs) um it
2: is it is really incredible i think when you yeah and i'm just i am just like completely in awe of you guys because i'm like i just don't know how you do it like it's it's completely bonkers it's such a mad process
1: it is weird because I I actually enjoy working with other people's designs so when it's like whenever I see some of your like you know on projects that we've worked together and it's just sort of like oh here's your shot and I'm like oh yes I'm so excited and Uh, it's yeah because you're just sort of finding ways that like if I'm animating my own stuff I'm just going to be like oh I don't want to do this
2: yeah that's fair that's fair yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because obviously it's all... You've designed the whole video yourself. And, yeah, I know that you've been sharing, like, a lot more illustration bits and pieces recently. Is that something... Have you always enjoyed doing illustration as well, as well like, on the side? Or is that like more recent thing? Or?
1: It's definitely a more recent thing. And I think, like, a, like it's because of the pandemic mainly, just sort of having more time, Yeah, almost using it as a form of therapy. It was like... I either you've got your day job and you, you finish that, and you either watch TV or you read a book or I'll draw something. And it's like out of those three things, which has given me the most pleasure, kind of kept kind of trying to keep doing things and just sort of finding ways. Because I was, I don't know if you find it, find the same thing, but like sometimes when I sit down to draw, you kind of go into a little, weird little trance. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel. I feel like it goes one way or the
2: other with me. I'm either either completely overthinking it. Basically, when I'm drawing just for me and I'm really not thinking about Instagram or how something's going to be received or client, it's so enjoyable and you're just, yeah, it's just, it really is the best feeling.
1: It's when you start like doing it for yourself as opposed to doing it for anybody else.
2: Totally. And like all judgment is removed as well because you're kind of like, you're not anticipating reaction you're not trying to second guess what yeah a a client or agency want to see you know there's no all the pressure's off right so you can just draw completely for yourself whatever you want which is such a liberating feeling
1: because that's the thing where it's where you get to experiment it's like i'm going to try the garish gariest of colour gariest of colours <laughs> you know going like garish that kind yeah, I yeah,
2: it's just, but that stuff absolutely feeds back in like I definitely find it's really important I mean it's it's easier said than done because obviously we like it's like you know the animation world is notorious for working quite bonkers hours and you know of course sometimes you're not going to get to like nine o'clock and be like oh I'm going to pop the sketchbook open now and like have a little draw I mean you might but so yeah I think but I definitely find I actually get this weird Uh, like urge when I'm on a commercial project where I'm like I I need to do something for myself now like and I don't know whether it's like just my mad brain procrastinating in such an amazing way that I do tend to want to do everything but the thing I'm meant to be doing so I'm like yeah this is a perfect time to like start a personal project but I do I do feel like I need that I need that outlet it's a different kind of creative outlet to working on a commercial project I think.
0: Yeah
1: because like how do you manage it all because you are working on like sometimes I feel like you're working on various projects at the same time and you're just sort of like churning out work and it's like do you get enough sleep at night? (laughs) Yeah mate I mean you know
2: three to four minutes of sleep per night is absolutely fine I find. Um, (laughs) Yeah no I think yeah I, I mean as you know with freelance you sort of do that mad panic don't you where you're like just say yes to everything because I might not have any work in like three months so you're like panic 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 just like and I definitely have had times where I'm working so relentlessly I'm like this isn't this isn't good like the the balance is way off and I think um I think I used to be like that even in I'd say like yeah even in the last couple of years it's something I've looked at in terms of Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people talk about like work-life balance, but I think I've always prioritised work and, and in a way thought, well, if I'm not working insane hours, um, and I'm not staying up until like three in the morning, then I'm not working hard enough or I'm not successful. And, you know, all this, this kind of other mad stuff that we tell ourselves about what kind of success is, I guess. And, and then I think I just, I'm. I'm now trying to be like a lot more boundaryed about what I, about cut off points and what I will and won't take on and, and saying no to things. Like I think, that's honestly like the hardest one of the hardest parts of my job is saying. I mean, to be, to, I'm not. You know, not not that I have a constant stream of work coming because that's a hundred percent not the case. Like I definitely don't. And you know, even at the moment, I I, I don't have work. And you know, it's it's not like oh what a I'm just I'm just turning down jobs left, right and centre, of course not. But I think there are times when if I've had a really busy spell or or, you know, I'm just needing to focus on some personal work or whatever it is, I think I've had to work quite hard to say no to things and and be okay with that and not then panic. And and I think it's in those mo- I think I've just tried so in that in that respect with personal work, I think I've just got better at tuning into when I know that I need to do something for myself. And also, and like, because I love collaborating as well. So for me, it's like a really important part of staying creative. Like I I was thinking about this earlier this year because I was feeling I've definitely in the last like year felt more kind of creatively stuck than I ever have, I think. And I was sort of thinking, what is it that like inspires me to make, like what makes me want to make work? And I was thinking about the collaborative process and I do find that really inspiring. And I think not working in a studio and working from home definitely reaching my limit with that i think i really miss being in a studio environment and working you know you know ordinarily as you know when when we're working in a project we're all in the same room right like it's such a different atmosphere and i miss i do really miss that and find i need that so yeah i think i'm just trying to get better at listening to that that moment and being like yeah you know what i need to just take some time to do my thing now um so yeah and i and i enjoy doing I think for a lot of people that are right I need to actually sit down and carve this time out to do personal work whereas I think every so often I'll just be like oh I've got this little idea and I kind of want to draw it right I'm quite like immediate with it I'm like I've got to do it now and then um just I kind of want to make it there and then and I guess also with animation is it obviously takes so bloody long to do anything and it's like you know even with commercial jobs sometimes you're waiting a year just to be able to share something you've worked on and i guess the beauty of illustration is you just get to sit and draw it and then it's done and it's that's such a nice feeling so
1: i had the same thing like yesterday like for um, valentine's day the idea popped into my head and then i started it at three o'clock in the afternoon
2: boom yeah exactly mate that's i'm telling you that's the way to do it like it's sometimes the best yeah i i think I think when I force it, and I'm like, and now I must sit down and make some personal work. It just I'm just sitting, staring at a screen, all like a piece of paper. Because so I think I try to just listen to the listen to the times when I've got a little idea, and then be like, okay, I'm going to carve out some time to do this now because um, I'm in the mood. But um, yeah, obviously, it's not always possible. And when you're working long hours and on a on a big job or multiple jobs, then yeah, that that does slip a bit. But I I think I'm a bit more mindful. Of even, like, I think it's taken me a while to learn to lean into the crew and, like, the production company and the producers. And I think in the past I've been like, no, I'll, I'll just do that. I'll take it on. It's, and I think that's because that's how I had to work when I was directing on my own. I was, like, wearing all the hats, basically. And I think just, like, relinquishing some of that control and being like, oh, yeah, like, actually, it's okay to let this person do this. is has been, like, a really big lesson for me i think in the last year or so
1: and have you found like with like the bfi film your mountain is waiting which is absolutely yes. like you know ridiculously beautiful oh mate it's like Thank you. that that project every time i look at it i'm just sort of like wow
2: well you it's all down to you guys i'm telling you like we just had the dream dream crew on it and yeah i just feel so lucky that to have had that opportunity and yeah obviously to work with Harriet who's just you know such an incredible animator and such incredible writer and yeah it was so nice to work with someone and actually have that like have someone every step of the way side by side and make decisions together it was just such a wonderful experience and to work with all of you guys yeah it was just it just yeah I feel like so so lucky and so fortunate to have had that
1: does it feel like it was the dream project in terms of you could do whatever you wanted or were there any kind of yeah it's funny because I think
2: I think I always I mean I haven't made a narrative film ever so for me I was like this feels like a big jump and like I think I'm used to you know even the idea of like oh wait I just have to draw a room that looks like a room or like I you know I'm really used to thinking quite like abstract metaphors and so for me I found that really challenging but it was a dream job in lots of ways in that obviously there was full creative freedom but in a a way I found that quite I found it harder than I thought I was going to find I think I I think I was going to be like great I can do whatever I do I, I want to do obviously we did but I think at the same time it was challenging to a work on one thing for over a year that must have been
1: like emotionally and physically exhausting, draining.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. It definitely had its moments where I was like, "I can't do this. I can't." Um, and again, that was when working with Harry was just. I think we kind of needed each other to pep each other up every time. Every time that happened, but yeah, I think I think working on anything long format is just it is challenging, as I'm sure you know from working on series. But it was. Um, yeah, it was definitely had its moments where we were kind of, and you just—I think more than anything, you just lose sight of the thing that you were. It's so hard, right? Because when you're that in something, you can't, you can't sit back and look at it anymore and be like, "Oh, this doesn't make sense." You know, you can't. You know, the fresh eyes are long gone, so you're kind of like, "What? Have, I mean, what have we ever made? No, no one even knows anymore." So yeah, I think. It's like, what's
1: the story? What's yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, does
2: this make any sense? And you just kind of get to the end, and also because you're like especially in lockdown like I, yeah I think if we'd been working in the same room I would have I literally had the best 12 months of my life but I think because it was all over slack and it did make it that m- bit more difficult and um challenging um and I'm sure you guys found that as that well yeah
1: I think it adds to the surrealness because it was like everything's <laughs> like just weird yeah it's true Everyone's yeah li- definitely li- li- like leading chance. these like living these weird lives and just sort of like you're then working on a a beautiful, strange project like, what's yeah. going on? Where am I?
2: I know, I definitely, yeah, we were definitely just summoning the vibes of what was happening around us, but yeah, no, it was um it was it was amazing, it was yeah, and I think I think it's just that classic thing of you know when you work on something and you're like, and this has to be the best thing I ever make, <laughs> and it just is obviously never like that. you're like, oh yeah, I can't make the perfect film or the perfect project like it has to like I think halfway through you're like oh yeah actually kind of be cool to make something like this and then you're like no no focus on the on the thing you're doing right now and I think my brain is quite like that I think I'm I'm not sure how suited to long format things I am my attention span can't cope.
1: Would you ever think to make another short film where you're like I need a break? (laughs) No I would
2: definitely I think I just learned so much I think it's just the classic thing with any project you know when you're like cool I know what I would and wouldn't do for the next project which is obviously all part of it right like you don't you don't want to make something and be like I wouldn't change a single thing about that project because that's I mean that's that's mad like that's just not the way to improve or change so yeah no it did it is and I yeah in a weird way I feel like I'm like okay cool I've made this thing now like what could I do next like where can I go next um all, kind of really scary but also yeah it's, it's obviously a fun fun thing to think about Would would you make a narrative like would you want to make a short film I
1: mean at the moment I don't know because <laughs> I'm like because I've only done one project in theory and I'm just sort of like even like recently I had another musician approach me about a music video and it's just sort of like things haven't worked out for the time being but um, I was just sort of like telling myself can I do this again can I like visualise this like lady's yeah. music and yeah it's like can I do it like how how is it still my voice in a way but like a complete not a complete different look but a, a different look to what I've already done uh-huh. and it's sort of like because i yeah, it's like how I was just asking these questions to myself. Like, can I yeah. actually do this, mate? You can absolutely
2: do it. Definitely do it. I th- I think the thing is, the more you do it, the more the easier comfortable it gets. Doing it. Or... Yeah, yeah, sure. Does it get, get easier? Yeah. <laughs> does yeah,
1: it get no, easier?
2: It definitely does. But I think every project. I don't think there's a single project where I'm like that doesn't. Pres- I don't ever feel like I start a project and I'm like, I've got this down and. I feel like every time I'm like there's a new challenge but that's I mean that's good though because otherwise you just be making the same thing over and over and over again which you know you want to feel it yeah you want to feel excited to do it and I think I've definitely fallen into that trap a little bit projects where you can almost become a bit lazy with your approach because you're like well I know this this formula kind of works
1: yeah
2: so I'm going to do this and then you're like actually I'm not sure I'm even enjoying making this anymore like what's so I think when you reach that point, yeah, I think I don't think it's a bad thing to be like, how how do I want to make this? What do I want to make? And and I think you know naturally as a director, you will have and you do have your own voice and your own style. So I think that it's a weird thing that will come through no matter what. Like, and I think yeah, you could do something that was completely different. Like you could you could do something stop motion and like, but it would still have your kind of stamp on it if that makes sense. But yeah, so do you think? Are you kind of like on the the directing path do you think
1: yes yes and like yes and no it's sort of like i'm trying to manage being an animator and then slowly taking on more directing stuff and putting yeah. myself forward i know i have to kind of make studios known that you know i'm also doing this and Definitely. just sort of like making sure i'm reaching out to people because i always find i find that quite hard of just what kind of like self-promotion yeah in terms of like approaching studios and saying you know hi do you remember me yeah <laughs> I think yeah. it is
2: hard I think it's like I know we like touched on talking about like imposter syndrome and things like that I think it it's just it is so hard isn't it to have that confidence and self for, I mean for however many years you've been doing something I, I'm not for me personally anyway I don't I don't think that ever goes away where you're just kind of like that feeling of like I don't know what I'm doing, like I'm just blacking my way through this. But of course, you know, and then suddenly, and then you'll speak to someone else. Like when I speak to Hannah, she's like, you're, "You've had a lot of experience, like you do know what you're doing."
1: It's just sort of like it is, and it's also like um, managing how to keep the animation going while I'm figuring out how to get into directing more. So it's just sort of so I can keep, like you know, keep paying the bills. And yeah, not of, just sort of Like I'm no longer animating. I'm only doing yeah. this. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, now I'm hopeless. <laughs> yeah,
2: there needs to be like a transition period, right? Yeah, which is hard because you you inevitably end up like I mean, kind of like the music video, right? You were doing that in the evenings and supplementing that with animation in the day, which yeah. is you know only sustainable. You can't you can't sustain that like no. you know all year long. What about a co-direct? Would you think about doing that?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, because it's like. Because I know I can work in a team, so it's sort of like you are used to working in teams as in, in animation. So it's like, yeah, it'd be easy to work with another person. Yeah, because
2: one thing I've thought about recently, or like, is this idea of like a slightly more collaborative process. So the roles, there's a bit more like of a blurred line between roles on a job. Yeah, Um, and I was kind of thinking like obviously you need someone to oversee the project and bring the whole thing together in in the sense of having a director. But like as an animator, do you find that when you're on a project, you just kind of want to be like given a task and left alone and then you just crack on and then sign off at the end of the day and that's done. Or do you think there's room for example, like animators like yourself who are more interested in directing and illustrating to bring their ideas to the table like for it to be more of a conversation at the beginning so when you're like brainstorming or storyboarding everyone's kind of throwing in their two cents like for me I because I'm like this is mad like every because it's, it's quite rare that someone on a team is just an animator right like a lot of animators we know are illustrators
1: yeah
2: a lot of animators we know are directors like there's a lot of crossover and I think oh it'd be kind of nice you know you want to utilize the whole team's experience yeah and-
1: definitely it would, like, it would be nice like it is nice when somebody does ask your opinion it's like oh what do you think and it's like it is rare because it doesn't happen usually you are just an animator you get given your brief and you go away and do it mm-hmm. and, but then the moment somebody asks you a question what do you think to this and you're like oh okay I know the answer <laughs> yeah, yeah. to this let, 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 let's, yeah let's go for it but it is nice because yeah. then you start to feel like you're more valued
2: Absolutely, yeah. I I feel like really aware of that when I'm working like working with a team. I look, I really hate the idea of of animators feeling like they're just kind of like coming in, they're doing the job, and then it's like, great, thank you, see you later, kind of fe- feeling. I think, yeah, it's kind of like you want to be like you're extreme. You, I mean, for example, you guys are way obviously way more experienced in animation than I am in terms of actually animating. So I would always want someone to be like, you know what, this is a better way of doing this. Like, I think this is this is going to read better if we do this or like um, this this movement will work better like this. And yeah, I, I I feel like maybe there's a little bit more room for like, for, for personally for that in projects.
1: For having like more of an like open communication.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And maybe that's harder on Slack, for example, you know, where we're not all in the same room, you know, when you can just go over and like chat to someone over their Cintiq i think i think there's a more natural flow of kind of back and forth right where you're kind of like you're bouncing ideas off each other probably a bit more when you're in the same space whereas i guess when you're so removed on slack it's a bit like uh, uh, uh like everyone's it's all quite like yeah, wooden and then and like
1: things get kind of like lost in com- like conversation or just sort of oh god and like
2: yeah lost in translation as well it's so hard to direct someone over right you know you can't i feel like a lot of animation you kind of want to like Physically be like, you know, show show the physicality of something with your own body, or like, you know, with a head tilt or whatever whatever that is, and like a gesture. And you obviously just can't do any of that on Slack, so it's it's quite restrictive. But um, do you feel like you want to go back to working? Do you have like a shared studio that you work in?
1: Um, So I I do have a studio desk space, and um, I'm usually in my room by myself, which I don't mind. But then it would be nice to have like somebody that is in animation that I do know, and you can just sort of like you know, turn around and have a little chit chat. That would be like the ideal where it's like a handful of people that like, you know working together. And even if you're on different projects, like you're saying, you can still sort of like help each other out a bit, so you're not just so isolated in your own little. Bubble. Yeah, I,
2: d- I think just getting a second opinion sometimes. You know, when you're you know, it's a long time to just be working on something on your own. You just you want like another creative brain on it to be like oh you know that looks great or maybe try this or whatever it is
1: because I don't know how I'd feel about going back to the studio it's like because I do feel like working remotely I feel like I produce more work
2: yeah I think a lot of people I've spoken to have said that yeah it's a weird thing isn't it because you're like I'm more productive and less exhausted obviously at the end of the day because I'm not doing the mad commute but then
1: you're
2: yeah, I also, think... like, lonely. Yeah, <laughs> it's just harrowing <laughs> emptiness around us. <laughs> Apart from that, it's, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, no, I think my idea would be to have a little shared Shigo space with, you know, illustrators and animators and directors and then have, have that sense of community, but without necessarily having to commit to, like, going in nine till half six or whatever. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's really, yeah, because yeah. it's, like, it's hard when you, like we've all like we're all coming to this like crossroad where things are changing and it's sort of like well which is the right path where should I be going
2: I know it's so weird isn't it because you're sort of like yeah I think everyone's been obviously been chatting about the pros and cons of working from home and and also just like reassessing things from before like you know do I want to be sitting on a tube for three hours of my day and you know is that is that really great for my brain and and my productivity but um it's kind of a weird one to work out, isn't it? Yeah, you sort of want something in the middle, a bit.
1: Yeah, it's like finding the new, finding the balance between the two.
2: Ah, oh, the dream—the <laughs> dream of finding the balance. <laughs> uh, so with directing, would you think about being like approaching studios, to be repped, or do you want to kind of stick to being freelance?
1: I would. I think I'd like at the moment stick to being freelance, but I'd be open to sort of. Um, like we were saying, sort of coming on projects earlier, or like as mm-hmm. not as a co-director or anything. Like even if it's just being head of animation on a project. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. How do you find that that role differs? Like, because I know it can be quite different from company to company, like the responsibility that falls on you.
1: Because I've only done it with one studio, so it's kind right, of like okay. I only know one formula. And <laughs> um...
2: <laughs> yeah, because I think I've spoken to like a few lead animators. Who have said that they almost feel like they take on the responsibility of directing at times? Like so, yeah. I wondered how you felt about that.
1: Sometimes it can feel like that. If the um, director is a bit junior, so right, it's sort right. of like you're you're almost like you're helping them to kind of understand certain little principles of animation, so they can then kind of brief the animator. Gotcha. And yeah. usually, it's everything's always around like timing. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to like learn even as an animator you're always like messing about
2: <laughs> yeah I still I still need to learn timing yeah
1: it's the hardest like yeah it's it's hard <laughs> but yeah I would like be open to just sort of um being more involved as as you were saying before just sort of yeah not just being there as like a little cog in the machine but like a yeah. background cog in a bigger cog, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a
0: bit
2: higher yeah, right. up you want a cog upgrade mate <laughs> yeah
1: um yeah I
2: think yeah because I think even if it was I mean even if it was just the lead animator to begin with that was like because actually I feel like it, comp- it makes complete sense that you'd want the lead animator in on those conversations as early as a storyboard right because they need to be like that's not realistic we need to this is too much character animation or because I think a lot of directors, um, myself included, can be, you, you know, you you're, you usually create something quite overly ambitious, especially when you're, like, trying to tell something in 15 seconds. And, yeah, I think you kind of, I know that I would certainly really benefit from having a lead animator to be like, oh, god, what do you think about this? Or, like, do, do you think there's a better way to transition from this scene to this scene? Like, is there, are we being economical with, like, the target, like, The time in the best way possible,
1: and then also having like a technical director.
2: Yes. What is that? What is a technical director?
1: So I know like studio. Some studios have sort of people who are like sort of like they know things like After Effects really well, so they know what what can be done easily in After Effects, that which saves time for like cell animation, for example. Yeah. Oh God, I definitely. Yeah. So usually, like um, in some studios. When a project comes in, you'll have like the director, you'll have like a technical director, and like together they can hash out with like, you know, with the designers and who else is whatever other people are in, you know, sort of in the project. And it's just sort of, it helps to just sort of like make everything clearer for everyone.
2: Yeah, that sounds ideal. I guess as well, it's like you'll, I feel like those kind of things at the beginning of a project really help to save, like to streamline the workflow right because you've kind of got it all like hashed out from the beginning yeah i think i think the after effects thing is i mean certainly as a 2d cell director would be so helpful to have yeah someone be like oh by the way you can do this in about 10 minutes in after effects as opposed to four and a half days in cell and then clean up you're like oh yeah that would be great actually so yeah i think um as someone who's just horrific in after effects yeah I need to find myself a technical director. It
1: saves so much time. Or like somebody who does like comp, they would know yes. so much.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Yeah,
1: because like, okay. in some ways, like a comp person is the technical director because they're so like you know they're like oh I know a really good like plug-in that you can do that straight away. Instead of like drawing every single frame in Photoshop and you're like, oh, why am I doing this? <laughs> Even though it's yeah. therapeutic, but when you're, you know, against a clock.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only thing, is it? It's like, yeah, it's really nice when you've got all the time in the world. But when you've literally got about 45 minutes to get something done, you're like, this, this is so stressful.
1: Yeah, and you can feel the, the arm cramping up. Oh,
2: man. Yeah, now I've, my, my, my thumb is like literally just like lost all feeling in the last week from like colouring in. Yeah, I mean, I'm still like learning about lots of roles. Like I feel like every, and every studio is so different and does things in such a different way. Yeah, do you find that um, like adjustment from move? do you find that something that's like quite, keeps you on your toes from like studio to studio, or is that a, a bit of an adjustment every time you go somewhere new, you're like, wait, hang on, we usually have this kind of size team and suddenly, yeah, when we don't have any of those people.
1: It is, it can be hard, but you do adjust quite quickly. I think okay. you've just sort of like, because you're on such short term, short, short term projects, you end up just sort of like, well, oh, this is the way it is. Let's just go in, do you a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, I guess the more experienced you are as well, the more you have the ability to just look at the brief, know what you're doing and just crack on. I mean, yeah, you guys are often like thrown in at the deep end. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a lot to wrap your heads around. It
1: is, but at the same time, it's sort of like exhilarating as well. Because it's like, you've got a short amount of time and it's sort of like, I think it's the the intensity of a project that can really like push you through.
2: Oh man, definitely. If I didn't have that sweet, sweet adrenaline, I'd I'd be on the, on the floor. But yeah, then definitely at the same time, like, you just
1: sort of like, you'd like that kind of like 20% of just... Yeah, like, bring it down a notch. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's, when, it's when you're like, like it's when you're sweating.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: That yeah it's when week. you're like vibrating with anxiety at three in the morning yeah i'm, I'm not sure this is ideal um, <laughs> but yeah yeah i definitely think a certain amount of adrenaline is helpful on this on this kind of job
1: it's just finding the right balance of like keeping you pumped but then, you know, you've
2: got to make sure I have you a good night's sleep at night. Yeah, I think I totally agree. Yeah, because I think I'm definitely someone who needs the intense pressure of a deadline to get something done, and and I think it drives my yeah the creative side of my brain in a way. Like I think if I'm not kind of pushed, I can be a bit like ah, oh, you know, like even sometimes with a job, I'll be like, oh, I've got I've got two whole days to do this like illustration, which would be like such a like healthy way to approach a drawing because. I'd have, like, a nice amount of time, but I'm like, I know, I'm going to leave it to, like, the last five hours because, and I just, yeah, I need that adrenaline for something that's running through. Because
1: it's nice not to overthink things as well when you're just sort of, like, when you go into your little trance, you're like, I'm going to get this done, and you just got this, like, nice momentum going. Definitely, yeah, I definitely relate to that.
2: I was, oh, yeah, well, one more thing um, I was going to ask. With the illustration stuff, do you think... Um, would you like be would you want to take on like illustration work as well, or is that just not an area that you're just totally not interested in?
1: no, i would i would i just with illustration because I've never actually d- like done much I always find it's like where do we even start how do you even who do you approach how do you even get like you know
2: i think it's just like a, I just think people just see your work and I think the more you share it, the more they're like oh, this person would be good and like I guess you just reach out to. Art directors in place. Yeah, I don't know. So I think people are actually quite responsive on the whole. Like, like you kind of think you're just because
1: you often do work for like magazines and kind of.
2: Yeah, I do the odd. I do. Yeah, it kind of supplements. I think when I'm when animation is quiet. um, You know, because I guess really I probably only work on like a a like a small amount of jobs, animation jobs a year, because of the nature of it. It's just so competitive, and I think it's gotten more competitive and. I actually think 2D animation is also not under threat at the moment, but I, I think there's a lot of stop motion and 3D around, right? And I don't know how you found it as an animator, but I definitely felt like things have slowed a bit in like the 2D world.
1: I definitely feel like in the last sort of like five to six months, things have like quieted yeah. down.
2: I mean, obviously it like exploded during the pandemic for us. I mean, we were like the only industry I think that was thriving because... You know, there was obviously no photography and no live action. But so I guess we're kind of due a little a little dip. But yeah, it, I think illustration works out really well for me in those moments. Not that I get tons of illustration work, but I kind of get enough to kind of see me, you know, just kind of keep me going a bit.
1: So we're definitely like I do. I do really enjoy designing. And it's just a case of like the more I do, the better it is. But then it's like in the back of my mind. It's like sometimes it's like animate it, animate it. I don't want
2: to. <laughs> <just sort> of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because
1: kind of... it's like, how do I? Because it's like, I've got my day job, animation. I want to go into directing, but I also enjoy like designing and illustration. It's like, which of those two do I give priority to?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess in a way, the directing and the illustrating will probably end up going hand, and the designing will end up going hand in hand, right? Because You'll be doing, I imagine, the design for the projects you're directing. So, I guess that will kind of flex that muscle and get to kind of fulfil that part of your creativity. Yeah. As you like, in probably it will probably happen quite an organic way. I would really feel. But it's it's so it's funny because when I feel like um, sometimes I talk to people that haven't been or they're not used to illustrating or they wouldn't call themselves an illustrator, for example. Yeah. But they've. But I always find it so strange because, like, I wouldn't look at your work and be like, "This person isn't an illustrator," like, because it's like you obviously have such an amazing creative brain and and uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, and
2: like you know, yeah. I mean, you are you are an illustrator, you're a designer, and yeah, I think that's just that tendency. I think yeah, the label of kind of what call. Cool, I think we're like so quick to be like, "I'm not an illustrator because I haven't," you know, done fifty. Fifty editorial illustrations and paid have not paid.
1: published. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly.
2: <laughs> but that's just not true. Like, and I think, yeah, it's kind of funny how how we see our work and how other people see it again. Yeah, true. Because
1: yeah, it was yeah. like things like yesterday when I stopped at three o'clock, I decided what I was going to do for Valentine's Day. I could have just left it as an illustration, which was lovely, by the way. Thank I you. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, I could have just left it as an illustration, and I would have done it in two hours but but they're like no 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 I'm gonna make my life difficult (laughs) I think
2: um yeah I'm so jealous because I'm always like oh man if I can animate I'm like I've always got so many ideas and I'm like if only I could make it move and um yeah I think I can only animate in such a specific way that doesn't always suit the idea that I've come up with so I'm always like ah to be an animator
1: (laughs) but it's also a curse because it's sort of like I just want to make a quick loop and then it's before you know it it's like a one second loop and even that can sometimes be a lot yeah and you just sort of like
2: with your um, music video did you make that how did you... I was really interested in how you cleaned it up because it, it almost because it's got like almost like a drop shadow behind yeah so the character.
1: it was all cleaned up in animate and then everything else like textures and um, like the drop shadow and stuff was all done in After Effects.
2: Did like, you know how to do that before? No,
1: I learned it no. all Wow so, mate, uh, that's yeah. so
2: impressive
1: I was, like, I was impressed by how much um, um, knowledge I retained because I had like a two hour zoom with a friend of mine who's an amazing um, compositor like lovely French lady called Victoria Jardine I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, name drop <laughs> <laughs>
2: Damn straight <laughs>
1: Yeah and she was just sort of like i I sent her an animatic and i was like you know i'm making this and i want to like comp it and i was like do you have any ideas of like what would be good how do i not make it look so flat because you know Mm -hmm. when it just comes straight out of flash it can look a bit flat and then yeah because it
2: almost had this lovely stop motion puppet like like shadow puppet feel to the whole thing
1: so it was just sort of like she was like showing me like textures and stuff and how to kind of like make the lines not feel so vector
2: wow that's handy i should probably have a call with her
1: yeah <laughs> it does really help and it's just sort of like you like you know you put in this plug in and then voila
2: <laughs> oh that sounds like a dream
1: yeah so it's just sort of like it that's what i mean by like if you have somebody on board early enough that can actually tell you can help you out and like you know ways to sort of soften things because I was like I was trying to find a way of like softening it but like still having the punch.
2: Yes yeah no I mean you totally nailed that but it's great.
1: Because with the drop shadow I just sort of like fumbled across it myself and I was just sort of like there's so much to learn in After Effects it's insane.
2: Yeah I think that's what I find quite overwhelming it feels a bit endless.
1: Because I feel like I only used 10% <laughs> for what <Yeah>. I did <laughs> and it was just sort of like but it was good because I didn't even know. You know how in Photoshop when you do like uh, when you're creating textures and stuff, and then you do the whole like overlay or uh-huh. all the different things. You can do the exact same in, same thing in After Effects. And yeah,
2: I, that I did. That's one small thing I did though you could do. But I um I just I just say I think I'm just a bit After Effects phobic, and I do. Yeah. But I then I think uh I am interested. Like I'm really interested in kind of looking at taking more three like a, you know how you can have people build things in 3d for you yeah and then you can bring it into photoshop and then apply like use that as your guide and then apply all the textures and everything as you normally would like that's something that i'm kind of really interested in exploring but it's kind of like knowing who to speak to and like who to work with to, to kind of make that happen
1: yeah it's really hard because it's like you barely I feel like because we're such a like a tight knit community of like 2D people, it's really hard to kind of even know what's going out in that 3D world.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like, what is 3D? <laughs>
1: um,
2: yeah, I know. And I guess that's where kind of because on a commercial job, it's really hard. To, I mean, the time is so bonkers. Like, yeah. You know, you, you're doing a pitch across sometimes like a few days. You, you know, there's not even time to be like, is there a really cool creative Root here like you know that i have you know it's like oh could this be in 3d sort of thing and they're brought into and then you don't necessarily have the time to sort of always explore that but maybe that's where it kind of comes in in more personal work
1: yeah where
2: you, you might collaborate on just some you know even like you say like a little loop or one second of something
1: yeah it is it's like because yeah because if you feel like in a pitch you're just sort of like we've chosen you because we like the way you do things so just please do that
2: yeah i think that is i mean that is kind of part of the thing of being repped as well because you're you can kind of pigeonhole yourself a little bit. And, you know, unless you're kind of like the Anna Ginsberg of, of the animation, you know, where she's got a very vast, like, her, her directing. Yeah. She's got a lot of strings to her directing bow. You know, she's used to working in, like, stop motion, live action, and 2D, and, you know, and she's quite a versatile director in that sense. Whereas I think the way that I work, it's sort of so specific in t- to my style, it can be a bit limiting, I guess, sometimes. I think recently I'm really open to working. I'd quite like to work with other illustrators, for example. Like that's like I'm quite up for working with someone else's style, and I think that creates something new and and fresh and kind of keeps keeps a project like exciting.
1: Definitely. So I think yeah, it's like the more we collaborate, the better, the better Def- for us.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, when I've I've collaborated with other directors in the past, I definitely think it does create this like weird synergy of styles where it's like a bit of this person's and then a bit of your you sort of meet the person's style in the middle in like a weird and then it creates like this new thing and you're like oh this is cool like this isn't yeah it feels like a and then I think that in turn sort of slightly changes how you animate want to animate or direct it yeah so yeah I think collaboration all the way oh yeah that I've got a question for you one thing is how do you feel about being a female animator in a studio and, a fee- and, and being a female director? Um,
1: it feels good now. <laughs> <a long> pause. <laughs> it felt terrible up until yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, up until, like, a few years ago, basically before um, Hannah set up, she, she drew that, I was very aware that I was always, like, either a handful or just not a handful as a person, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like a handful of only a few females or the only female, yeah, it's kinda of mad, isn't it? like really hard to be even like to be heard, or like, yeah, you are just sort of like somebody who sits at the back and just gets on with it,
2: yeah, that's so I mean, that's obviously rubbish, like that shouldn't be the case, and like i'm I even sort of slightly cringe being like female animator like female directors like you should just be an animator obviously just to be a director like sh- that shouldn't even come into it but obviously we're not quite quite there yet yeah um, but I do feel I, like
1: I, it is like it's starting to feel a bit better like the emails I've sent out to people and they've sort of responded quickly and it's it just sort good of like, that's reassuring yeah that it's like you know they're willing to hear what I've got to offer and
2: I feel I feel like she drew that was definitely a game changer for like so many people in our industry, right? Like I think, I mean, that's how I met all of you guys, um and yeah, it's just yeah, so important. I think it is. I feel really aware, like with crew, I'm just really conscious of like, I mean, not that I'm I'm not hiring people because they're female, I'm hiring people because they're amazing animators, obviously. I just feel like you know, it, studios should be. I I I don't know. I feel like often it, when you've got a male director, there tends to be quite like a male heavy team around them as well and it's yeah it's a bit of a shame but
1: and I um, even find like the thinking process is different like every like from every aspect the approach is slightly different that's interesting in what way um like things like communication communication can be quite kind of like abrupt or kind of like this is what we want okay you did it
2: yeah it's funny isn't it like I was listening to this podcast recently where someone was it was like a female um director for live action and she was sort of saying um about like the the thing of kind of like asking that's quite like a female trait i think where you can kind of ask for something and simultaneously apologize about asking for it at the same time and she said she found herself on set being like oh i'm really sorry but like would, would it be okay if you did this and like yeah i think it's like that thing of trying to yeah, you kinda of constantly ap apolo- and you're like, actually I'm just I should just be doing my job and like it's completely normal that I'm asking you to do this thing and
1: There's always the usual like, Hey, do you mind do you mind doing this for me? <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, you're always kind of like it's really weird, you are always apologizing and yeah. I totally see that. You're showing like you're being overly grateful as well. Oh god, yeah. So you're just sort of like, Ah, what what's the right way
2: to be? Oh, I know, I know. I know. I mean, yeah. Who knows? But um,
1: yeah, when it's like when you work on projects with like male-heavy team and everything, just feels a bit cold.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, is, I it think um, is it cold or
1: like what is what's the right way to be?
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's just a bit more like we're on a job and we're getting it done and we're ticking boxes. Yeah, kind of yeah. feel. Yeah, I think I because I think I've been quite. I mean, really sheltered in a way because. I've come from directing on my own and then I totally landed on my feet with strange beast because they're you know they have a 50 percent female to male rotor. and you know from the moment I worked with them I was co-directing with Anna Ginsberg and then we had so many brilliant female directors and female animators on the team and they obviously have so they work with lots of fantastic female directors and animators so I feel like I've been like like in a way I'm like I think it's only been in, like, since since talking to all you guys, where I'm like, oh, that isn't normal. Like, that isn't... And everyone's like, God, no. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> They're like, you, stu- you stupid fool. Um, oh <laughs> God, <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, but it's, it's nice that you think that. Um, you're such a sheltered girl. <laughs> um, no, so I feel, like, yeah, quite lucky in that respect. I mean, ridiculously lucky, because I've just had the support. And I don't know, maybe that's because it's rum. A lot of the executive producers are female, and you know a lot of the producers are female, and you know it's something that they're very conscious yeah, of yeah like um, creating
1: the space that like everyone feels comfortable in
2: totally and like yeah i I think yeah, it's really, really important. I remember one studio I can't remember who it was now for like international women's Day, they like announced a female director, yeah joining the team, and like we're really celebrating it, and I looked at their roster and I was like. Man, this is like one of two female directors. Like, I, I don't know if this is something you should be like celebrating so proudly. Like, it's embarrassing. Like, you, should, I don't know. That's not something to promote. Like, well, you know, you've got like 11 male directors and two female directors. Like, that's that's not the one. So, yeah, I find it, and I, find, yeah, I think I feel so relieved that she drew that because totally to have so many, so many different people. It's just so diverse, and I think. A lot of people from completely different have reached animation completely different paths and from all over the place. And I think, yeah, it's it's so important. I think, I think, I think they're so supportive of each other. And I think
1: I can't imagine like if she drew that didn't exist. What would what we would all be doing? Do you know what I mean? would just be
2: like one-handed clapping in a room (laughs) on my own. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping for the best.
1: It's like, yeah, it's like, it's weird how it's like, you know, in like a handful of years, it's sort of like, just things are I like know, you know it. what,
2: I was talking to Harry about this, and I think, because we worked out that we only met before working on the film, like, six months before. That's insane. And that was at the first she drew that, and then Hannah said, I think it was like, 2019 was the first one.
1: How was that possible? Oh, yeah, and that little room at St. Martin's.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> I know and then you're suddenly like what it's like yeah this huge door suddenly swung open and you're just like wow there's all these amazing people that I had no idea about
0: where
1: everyone's just like ticking away just in the background and it's just sort of like I, I feel I like since she drew that it's like I feel like I've been inspired by like all the talks and just sort of like seeing everyone's amazing work and it just it really does like kind of spur you on to kind of go away and it's like right I know I've got this in me somewhere, but I've got to, like, you know, delve in and Absolutely.
2: Find it. I, I think it's, like, um, it doesn't feel um, competitive in that way to no. you know, it, f- it feels like, which I do think is quite rare in, like, an in industry to feel like you've really got the support of, I, I don't know, you kind of really want to see people do well. I, yeah, I, I, I do. I re, you know, you really want to see people do well. Definitely. And you want to kind of, like, help people as much as possible and be, like, yeah what can I you know if you're working with junior animators you sort of want to support support that and yeah help people kind of get a foot on the ladder I guess
1: definitely so I think that was like one of the things by like working on the music video and it was just sort of like I could see that like somebody like lacks in confidence and you're just sort of like you're doing a really good job just keep going just keep doing yeah, what absolutely. you're doing believe in yourself you can do it yeah mate a it's job. so important so like, yeah
2: it's really important and yeah I think yeah definitely I've definitely worked with and also because because like 99% of the time they're amazing it's just that it really it just comes down to a lack of confidence and probably just a lack of experience and yeah and I think I guess it's hard in our industry because I think with commercial projects it's such a quick turnaround yeah you know and it's so stressful it's 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 hard to bring more junior people into into things because
1: the margin of error has to be very small
2: yeah yeah and it's that's that can be a bit frustrating I guess at times I guess that's what was nice about working on the film as well it, it felt like there was a lot more opportunity to bring in a wider crew and yeah. people that I haven't worked with before and you know people that just graduated yeah and there was like the space and time for like error and like growth rather than Just being like,
1: you gotta get this
2: done now. (laughs) I mean, not that that's ever my vibe. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, cool. So that's yeah, just yeah, whatever you can do. Um, Yeah, so I think yeah, that was that was a really nice end. I think I really appreciated having that and to to kind of be able to celebrate the team as well.
1: Yeah, it was a great. It was a great team. Yeah,
2: (laughs) it was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think for me, it's. I want to work with people that actually want to work on the project. I think that's the whole thing of collab, um, having things be more collaborative as well. Because yeah, you kind of want everyone to be having a good time working. You don't, yeah. because of the nature of these jobs. Obviously, a lot of the, I mean, when something's released, it's it's it, of, course, of course it's often the director that's getting all this sort of focus. And I always think, man, this just – yeah, it's it, like this it wouldn't, wouldn't have it. been, it wouldn't have
1: happened if it wasn't for yeah. these lovely people.
2: Yeah, working their butts off, like yeah. And how, just kind of quietly cracking on.
1: How do you feel being front of house, like being this, being a brand?
2: Oh, God, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, it's taken me a really, really long time to become remotely comfortable with it. And I'm still not super comfortable. I don't like, I don't really love being in the limelight. And I find, yeah, and in a weird way, you kind of have to put on this front as a director where you, because uh, you're leading a team and, you know, you've got to be the one that knows what's going on and feels confident what I find really difficult is I think as a creative obviously you're naturally I think we're all quite naturally like um self-deprecating and you know it's hard to have complete belief and confidence in your work and that is absolutely what is necessary to be a director in a weird way because you're like this is a great idea and this is going to work and and you know because you're trying to keep up the you're trying to motivate people as well like you want people to be excited you don't want to be like guys this is a bit shit so like you know because that's not going to make people want to work on something obviously and you want it to be the best it can be so yeah I do I there's something I've definitely like grappled with over the years but I think I'm more comfortable with it and with it now and I, I guess that's probably because I'm a hopefully because I'm more experienced and b I guess I work with a lot of the same people so I'm like a lot more comfortable with them and Yeah, and I do. I do think of just it's that thing like self belief a bit more. Just being like, if I'm not, if I don't believe in this, like no, no one else is gonna like. There's no one else that's going to be rooting for this. So if I don't believe in it, no one else is gonna tell you this is a great idea. So you kind of have to have that faith in a way, and just and go with it. But yeah, it's it's definitely something I struggle with. I think.
1: Yeah, because I think that's like that's a hard transition for me because it's like I'm so used to kind of being in the background and just sort of like working away on other people's projects and now to sort of like not being pushed or in a way pushing myself to be more and more at the front and it's yeah
2: yeah and like I totally understand because yeah it's it's not the easiest and like but I think in a way I feel like you're I mean your your natural disposition anyways like is to be kind of is respectful and friendly and like your person you know you're not you know so you've got all the right qualities in terms of working with a team and you you know you you're 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 an absolute pleasure to work with so I feel like it's just that's kind of what you just have to be yourself I think in that way and also I think I think for a while for me I was like oh there's I need to I think you could be like oh what, what does a director say and like how do you direct and like and actually what I've realized is just to kind of lean into the way that I do things a bit more and just be like I don't need to be doing what this director is doing necessarily. I'm just going to do my own thing and that's probably what's going to make it work and and I think just yeah, you kind of just have to lean into that a bit I think and be like I'm just going to speak to people how I would speak to any, you know, speak to anyone really and hopefully be encouraging and yeah. It's a weird thing cuz you're sort of saying to someone when they send you something that's moving. Yeah. You're like this is absolutely incredible. Like I don't know how you've done this. You know, this is a bonkers scene. I don't know how you made this move, and then in this weird way, you're sort of like complimenting yourself because you're like, "What a great shot, though!" Does that I designed, you know? <laughs> but like, it's yeah. it's such a weird thing. But you're yeah. like, "I'm this isn't directed at me. This is a hundred percent directed at you because you've achieved this, like, absolutely." And but it is it is this weird thing where you're like, "Yeah, I think I'm just I think I'm just overly aware of it all, and I should just chill out, basically." But, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I do think some weird stuff goes through your head sometimes when you're directing. But um, yeah, for me, I think I just want the... Pro- I think I've just been thinking a lot about the project being as enjoyable for the whole team as possible. And it's just something I've been thinking about in terms of like different approaches and bringing, bringing people in. And I think just from speaking to lots of different animators that I know where they're like, oh, you know what, I I kind of would be up for doing a bit of storyboarding or I would be up for yeah being you know like the animatic stage of things or whatever whatever that is and that's kind of what I'm interested in exploring a bit
1: more yeah because yeah. it's like I remember like storyboarding the music video and I'd just done one minute and I was like how am I gonna like do another <laughs> two <three> minutes <laughs> how am I gonna fill this time and space it's I've only done one minute and I'm so exhausted
2: oh <laughs> uh, you did I I just think it's so it's so funny what you go through creatively isn't it and yeah. then what people like perceive because like all I thought when I watched that I was like oh man you are absolutely a natural director and obviously your experience as an animator is is just informing this like because you've got it just felt so tight and like you just had a grasp of the whole thing it works so perfectly with the music and I think yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was not straightforward for you in terms no, of I was like, the process. <laughs> and I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure you would, you know.
1: Because at points I was just sort of like, I was doing the storyboard and, and I almost like started animating on And I was like, you're not animating this, you're storyboarding this, stop. Otherwise like the person animating is not going to have like creative control over their scene because it's just like, you've just sort of, you know, stood over them and like, yeah, kind of navigated how it should be done it was like no give them some space
2: yeah that's what I was going to ask you actually as an animator like because I guess there's a fine line between making sure someone has enough direction and too much direction and sometimes that's something I like struggle with knowing what's like helpful for you guys and I feel like animators are so polite that they might not often ask like they'll just kind of try and figure it out on their own rather than ask questions. But what do you... Do you kind of like having a bit of freedom to add in your own...
1: Yeah, freedom is, like... It's It's almost like you just want, like, a kind of, like, a basic brief of, like, what is required for the shot. And it's, like... Maybe it's, like, um why this is happening. Or, like, yeah, so you have, like, a better understanding. And then, like, a quick brief of what you need to happen at what point. But then I think it's nice to leave the animator alone to sort of let them flourish. Yeah. And just sort how, of...
2: Yeah, I think that's how I've always felt with directing. I'm kind of like, I want there to feel like there's room for someone to bring in their own personality and put their own... Creator. And not everyone wants to do that, I guess. Some people literally want like a bullet point, by bullet point list of exactly what needs to happen in the exact way and when. Yeah, no, I think it's it's just kind of interesting. And then yeah i wondered whether when you were doing the video if that might happen you know if if there might i guess because you're so experienced with how to make something move i wondered whether you might have like such a specific idea of how you wanted something to move that did you ever at points just think ah oh, mate like i just kind of wish i could animate it because i know exactly how i want it
1: um no like I didn't have that at all because I did not want to animate anything. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Fair. But like I remember, like when I was storyboarding, I was just sort of like, I just want her flying across the screen. Across the screen. So with the animator, I was just sort of like, just sort of described the feeling that she should be feeling when she's yeah, flying. So she's like, she's just done something really embarrassing. But then she knows it's not the end of the world. So she's still free. She's still feeling free. So it's sort of like, like go with that sort of like narrative of when you're doing the kind of, yeah, the flying through the air bit.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah, so it's more about like the overall feeling and tone rather than like, I want her legs to be waving and like her, yeah, her left arm to be doing this. And, yeah, because
1: yeah. I think like sometimes it's, like they can understand, yeah, like just giving them that little bit to kind of like, okay, what would I be doing in this moment
2: yeah that's interesting yeah I guess I guess that is I guess that is kind of the role of the director really isn't it because you're, you're trying you're trying to maintain the bigger picture and the tone of everything and what needs to come across in terms of what's come before what's come after and
1: Cause I, like, I, I
2: love that I'm like yes I'm learning so much about directing on this call <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I guess that's what
2: a director
1: is <laughs> Because like I remember like looking at the animatic and some bits are like really detailed and some bits are really scrappy and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need better briefing notes for this section.
2: Oh yeah, I mean that's standard because it's just impossible to have a really thorough I mean, and I think there's always shots that you can see very clearly, like in your mind and then things where you're like, Oh god, I'm not actually.
1: Yeah, sure. So like, I want so something sure about to it. happen but I don't know what.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you just figure that out. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, how did you find the storyboarding process? Have Have you done much storyboarding before?
1: No, this is like the first time. So I just t- sort of like went with the thing, the knowledge of like when you're blocking out a shot in animation and you start off doing things on eights and sort of like I was using that same technique of like, especially with the music video, it's like it was harder because of all the dancing. And I was just sort of like, "Why is she doing so much dance? What have I done to myself?"
2: <laughs> I did think that when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh man, there, there's a lot of moves in this." Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you absolutely, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it.
1: Yeah, because I was just sort of like, just think of more ridiculous things. Just add in more ridiculous random <sighs> dance moves that somebody would be doing in their bedroom. I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah. It's funny as well when... Do you do you think you
2: have more awareness of what you were storyboarding knowing what it takes to animate it? Or do you think you were like, finally, I can just, you know...
1: Like, a little bit because, yeah, because it's like when, when you're animating it, because it was like dance moves that are, are being repeated. So in a way, you can just sort of like do it once and then it's like looped a couple of times mm-hmm. and then you transition into the next thing and then you do it a couple of times. So it was like, there were little loop cycles. So wow. it was sort of, yeah. And then I tried to use, like reuse as much as possible. I didn't do as much as I should have done, but it was really hard when you've, when you've got like your first project and I don't want it to be like, you see the same thing every 30 seconds. I know. It's, and I think on the whole, music videos are quite long, right? They're like, some, between
2: like three and four minutes sometimes. You're like, God, how can I, like, when you think about that, like that's a short film when you're like how can I feel this you know I think there is often a lot of repetition in music videos how long did it take you to make in the end
1: I think I was contacted like the end of June last year and then sort of like started storyboarding in July and I think people are starting animating in like mid-July I think most of like the rough animation or even like cleanup animation was done by like the beginning of like September oh wow yeah, mid-September, because everyone... That's pretty good, yeah. Game. So it's like, I found a, well, sort of found a way where I was like trying to make sure nobody got more than 20 seconds each. Yeah, fair. So it's just like, they don't feel overwhelmed either, because it's like, I don't want to like drown them in, yeah, when you get yeah. given one long shot and you're like, I'm going to die.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like we did to you guys on the film. <laughs> you're like, don't worry, this scene's only one minute 30 long. And she's only running for like a minute and 20 of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I do feel like it's, yeah, you're kind of in an ideal position to be directing in a way.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know, just, yeah, just got to figure, figure out where to go next, what to do next. Like, yeah, I feel like I, I'm starting from scratch. I was like, I've got all this information. I just got to figure out how to make it happen.
2: Yeah, you got it all there. Like it's all, it's all there. Hundred percent. It's just how. Yeah, you just gotta just know that you can do it. Basically, because you, you. Yeah, you proved that you can do it. You can definitely do it. I'm in no doubt. Like a hundred percent, You got this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. She's on it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you should just try reaching out to just. I think just email loads of places and be like, just you know, I'm yeah. doing directing because you got also you have got the calling card of that video.
1: Yeah, and I've like I've spoken to Becky.
2: Yeah, Becky's amazing. Yeah, she's so helpful, right?
1: Yeah, she's like she's just sort of like you just need a couple of more things and be about, and then you can like you know put a um, a director's showreel reel together, and then you can yeah. just sort of like put yourself out there. great oh she's
2: so great I love
1: Becky yeah she's like hopefully getting me like contact details for like to do like a TED ed or a school of life oh yeah oh man the old TED ed (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) no it is honestly those that's like what that's what I did like I did like TED I did um uh about a million school of lives like yeah I did a music yeah music videos
1: yeah of course it's like yeah because it's like I need to now find a way it was really nice that i had like a a lovely team of people working with me on the first music video but going forward i've got to find a way where it's like i can do most of it myself and i need to get over my own (laughs) my own like hatred of animating my own work (laughs) oh
2: yeah i mean you definitely should because yeah that's bad
1: Yeah. yeah i need to sort of like put that to one side and just be like right
2: I feel like you have a very striking, like, colour palette, like, very easily identifiable colour palette as well. Right. Like, I feel like that's, like, a pretty cool thing to run with. Like, if you look at your Instagram, I don't know, I feel like I associate certain colours. Like, I kind of know if on my feed, if I was scrolling through. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I feel like I know that that's your work.
1: Yeah. And okay, that's it's, cool.
2: Yeah, mate, it's, it's fucking cool and i feel like i haven't really seen anything like it
1: that's good so
2: basically you're on to an absolute win okay that's
1: good that's promising that's exciting
2: yeah Yeah, damn straight yeah no it's exciting it's cool
0: thank you for listening to this episode from our series of conversations with women in the uk animation industry this is our first podcast so we hope it will be helpful we look forward to hearing your feedback We'll be recording a Q&A after the release of this episode, so please write in if you have any questions you'd like our speakers to answer. Our email is shidrithat.animation at gmail.com. We're really looking forward to reading your questions. Stay tuned for our Q&A, and from everyone at Shidrithat, thank you for listening.